Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this edition of Inside Today's Country, we meet up with Beamer Wigley from the Okanagan Valley in B.C., Beamer has been writing songs since he was seven years old. His first single was at 13 years old. And now at 17, he's got a brand new single out. But he still gets texts from his parents asking him to... Yeah, I always get the clean your room text. We go inside today's country with Beamer Wiggly next. Well, it's always a pleasure to uh, welcome new and up-and-coming talent, and uh, this guy's initials are BMW, so he calls himself Beamer. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. And your last name? Uh, Wiggly. It's Beamer Wiggly. Where did we- is Wiggly your real last name? Yeah. Is it? I yeah, would, it is. I would, I, does, do people ask you that all the time? Is that really your last name? I, I, I get the I get that question a lot. I get the whole question just like is Beamer Wiggly really your name? Like, yeah, it is. Because when I got this uh, information here about you, I was like, this has to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This has, has to be made. I mean, people ask me about the same thing. People say the same thing to me about my name, but uh, I thought this was this is kind of interesting. Now we've never met before, and you're a new and up and comer. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Beamer. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Tell me a little bit about uh, who you are, what you are, what you've been doing. Yeah, well, I've been I've been making country music for ten years now. I started doing it when I was uh, I started playing guitar when I was five years old, and I really started you know falling in love with writing and singing when I was seven. And you know, a seven year old writing songs, what's what's he gonna write about? There's there's not much. So obviously, music wasn't really taking off. But as I got older, I started to you know learn more about writing and music, mm. and I got to really start creating cool stories. And since, you know, you experience so much stuff when you're growing up, I really got to put that into music. So I feel like it was I was really able to kind of create some genuine stories. And I've been writing with amazing people in Nashville recently, such as Keith Follisay, who wrote, I mean, something like that for Tim McGraw, The Way You Love Me for Faith Hill. Mm-hmm. Insanely good writer and producer. We've been working together for the past three years now. Okay. I think we've been working together for the past three years and just pumping out all these new singles and including one very recently. Excellent. All right. Let's talk about, hold on, let's let's back up a little bit here. If you started when you were seven years old, what were you writing about when you were seven? Oh, geez. The first song I ever wrote was called In the Valley, and I wrote it about the Okanagan Valley where I live, which is really beautiful. Yeah, for some reason, seven-year-old Beamer wanted to write a song about trees. Who knew? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you if you are going to write about the Wiggles, but uh, <laughs> I, was just, I was just, you know, just curious about that one um and and what sparked your whole writing what what i mean seven years old yeah i mean the rest of us are playing with tonka cars and uh and uh play-doh and stuff like that what made you want to write a song i really couldn't tell you i just i i know i always loved music music was always a huge part of my life and i think i just you know i i played guitar but i just started singing and i think i wanted to you know, go beyond just creating guitar parts. I wanted to, you know, write my own stories and create that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the gateway 
into where everything is now. And when did you start playing guitar? Oh, when I was five. Funny enough, I saw Keith Urban and Brad Paisley's music video for Start a Band before school one day. Uh-huh. And I looked at my mom and I said, I need a guitar. This is what I need to do. So next day I got my first guitar and I never set it down. Really? Yeah. So self-taught? Uh, I got guitar lessons. Um, okay. A guitar teacher took me took me on. He was the youngest student. I was the youngest student he'd ever taken on. And I took lessons for a few years. Then it started getting like really deep into like, you know, sheet music and stuff. And I just kind of had a moment where I was like, I don't like being told what to play. So I quit lessons and I started teaching myself. So there's um, a little bit of uh, rebellion in you then. Rebelness. Maybe. Maybe. I mm-hmm. don't know. I Generally not. I just, you know, I for me, guitar was just not something that had to be taught. It was more something that could be experienced. Okay. So I really just wanted to focus in on that. And I, I still don't know how to read sheet music. I, I understand theory well now, but I don't know how to read sheet music at all. All right, let's spring forward then. So, uh, as you say, you've been doing this for about 10 years. What was the first single that you actually released to folks? Oh, my first single. I was 13 years old. I co-wrote it with my good friend Troy Kokel from Calgary. It was called Meteorite. This, song, <laughs> this is an interesting song, but I still love it to this day. It holds such a special place in my heart. It actually got a Song of the Year nomination at the um, Alberta Country Music Awards, which is really interesting. Right on. Yeah, it was super cool. First single I ever released, and I get a Song of the Year nomination at 13. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, what was, so what was the song about? The song was about this, this girl who's kind of always in the back of your mind that you you couldn't get out you just no matter what you just kept thinking about her mm-hmm. and she she'd always kind of she'd come back but she'd always always end up leaving again and you know it was kind of just like she's like a meteorite streaking through the sky blowing my mind just like in the back of the mind always just just haunting you mm-hmm. which is deep for a 13 year old i don't know yeah. how we wrote it <laughs> that is pretty deep for a 13 year old i i'm i'm very impressed uh, the only it's... thing i remember about the writing session was troy coming in and we were throwing back and forth some ideas, and he opens up his notes on his phone. And he just goes, "I wrote one word down the other day, just meteorite. How could?" And we we brainstormed for about an hour on how we could, you know, how we could create a story right. around that, and we ended up coming with something up, something that I was really happy with. Mm-hmm. So, where is your career taking you so far? Obviously, you're saying you're doing some writing in Nashville, but you're a fairly young guy to be down doing all that in Nashville. So, what's the support like with uh, with family and friends? It is it is really awesome. My folks are so supportive, and my friends. I I swear I don't need a PR team. My friends post about me all the time. Like every time my friends introduce me to somebody new, they go, "Oh, I heard you were a country musician. What was it like playing with such and such an artist?" I'm a big fan of theirs. I'm just like. I love this. This is this is this is great. It's so much fun being able to put out music and know that my friends and family are going to be supportive of what I do. That's that's such a game changer for me. Who have you played with? Oh, I was super lucky to open for Dwight Yoakam a couple years back, and I've been on tour with Granger Smith, um, a lot of shows with Brett Kissel, Aaron Pachette, 
George Canyon, those guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love all of them. I've just, I've been all, I played at the CNE opening for Brett Kissel, played at the Calgary Stampede Pancake Breakfast. I've, I've just scratched the surface too, which is really fun. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. So what's making you such a, a young, special guy? That's, I don't know. I, I mean, there aren't a lot of you know, like young 17 year old lead guitar players in country music which i think is interesting because mm-hmm. I, I i consider myself a guitar player over anything okay. over a singer or writer i consider myself a guitar player now a bunch of people are probably going to be like no he's he's a way better singer than he is guitar player but that's just how i feel right but no i've just i don't know i've always loved trying to tell stories with music and trying to tell cool genuine stories with music so hopefully that comes through and when people listen to my my singles that I've been releasing and the singles that I'm going to put out this year. And where are you drawing your experiences from at 17 years old? It's it's really just life, you know. I've a lot of them has been me listening to other songs. I guess this was more back in the day when I hadn't experienced a lot. I didn't have like I'd never had a girlfriend or anything. So I was just I'd listen to songs and try and draw from the emotion that they were trying to convey, but now that I've had you know, my own relationships and my own different experiences, like in and out of the industry, it's really been able to give me some more ammunition. What's well, been a big challenge for you? <sighs> big challenges. I think it's just been, you know, making sure it's always genuine because I don't want to put out anything that doesn't come across as real. I don't want to put out anything that's that's not me. Mm-hmm. So well, it's really been finding a nice balance and just putting out music that I'm really happy with. And I'm I'm so incredibly lucky that I've been able to work with such amazing writers and producers. And I've really, like, I, I, I play everything on my tracks that I release, except for, I think, bass and drums. Every instrument is me. And I really like to be involved in the creative process of, you know, from writing to, to creating the record. So I've been really fortunate to be really hands-on with everything that I've done so far. Have you been learning energy from Brett Kissel? <laughs> I have never seen an entertainer like him. He is crazy. <laughs> I, I every time I I play with him, I always watch his show, and I'm just as enamored from the first time I saw him. Yeah. He is such an incredible entertainer. So, who are the artists that you're uh, looking up to and drawing uh, to get your experience and and to you know make your career go forward? Well, obviously Keith Urban because he's the reason that I got into music. But you know when I was I want to say around eight, nine is when Storm Warning by Hunter Hayes came out. So I really kind of got mm-hmm. involved in his stuff. And you know, as, as, a, as a lead player, I'm obviously going to look to art, a lot of artists like John Mayer and, and in that sort of area. I listen to every type of music, mm-hmm. not just country. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I draw my influences from everywhere, kind of. And I look up to a lot of artists. Now, when I was listening to your uh, new track that we'll get to in here in just a sec, I hear a little bit of Hunter Hayes in your voice. Oh well, thank you. It's a huge compliment. I, I think it's uh, exactly you know when I when I was listening to it, I was like, mm, "That's who I hear." And your first uh, single that has now been released uh, out into the world is called uh, the new single is called "Crazy Being Crazy." All right, and tell me a little bit about this and where it came from and why. Yeah, this is the most. This is probably one of the most interesting rights that I've ever been a part of because it was it was never supposed to happen. This song shouldn't really exist. It was my last day in Nashville. Um, we were debating if we were going to write another song or not, my my uh, my co-writer and I, and or he's my producer as well. And we were talking about it, and he's like, eh, you know what, 
we 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 have some time to work on tracks another time we can write another song so we got his son jamian which is the drummer for the band hot shell ray which is huge huge pop band who just made a comeback and i had this title and i i'd never really thought about using it because i didn't know the story i wanted to tell with it Mm -hmm. but i was out of ideas because i didn't know we were going to have another right so i thought okay here's my title uh crazy being crazy we started brainstorming and uh I just started fiddling on my guitar and my producer goes, that's it. That's the guitar part. I didn't even realize what I was playing. So we, we recorded that, put that down and song came together in a really cool, organic way. And we kind of, we kind of let it fall by the wayside for a bit. And then when we were thinking about what songs to record, because he, uh, my producer flies up to Kelowna and we record in a studio here, mm-hmm. He said, you know, I think I think crazy being crazy could creep up on us and be a really, really strong contender. And I, I agreed with him. And here we are today. And the song is doing, you know, for like the first month better than any single I've ever put out. What does digital world mean for a guy like yourself? It's huge. It's really huge. It's it's the way to connect with my fan base, which is, you know, everything to me, because if you don't have a fan base, you don't have people to listen to your music. And I like to connect with them and tell stories to them and help them feel involved in everything that's going on with me. So it's it's such a huge part of the game now. And it's really, really special. And what is your fan base like? They're really supportive. Really supportive. I cannot thank my fan base enough for, being, for how supportive they are. The amount of love that they show me day in and day out and on everything that I put out, it's just it's mind-blowing to me. Does this whole mind-blowing experience uh, kind of get you caught up in it a little bit, or are you staying yourself, keeping yourself grounded? You know, it's it's really surreal to be, you know, doing all this at such a young age. But I I just remember how fortunate I am to be doing this and how lucky I am. <laughs> Do mom and dad ground you a little bit, bring you back to life? Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Beamer, you need you know, to it's... you need to back off there, buddy. Yeah, I always get the clean your room text. Oh, so even <laughs> even though he's got these, you know, fans and he's a country star, he still has to clean his room and be told <laughs> to do it by mom and dad. <laughs> you know, it we it, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about uh, relationships. Are you in one right now? Are you drawing from that experience, or where are you at Ooh, this, in this part of at- your life? You're asking the real questions right now. Mm. I didn't know we were going this deep, but I am not in a relationship, so uh-huh. you don't you don't get too many juicy details. <laughs> All right, we, <laughs> we won't uh, we won't harp on that for you too much. Beamer, if you're sitting down to have a snack, are you having ketchup chips or barbecue chips? Oh, probably barbecue. I don't like barbecue, but I really dislike ketchup. So, black licorice or red licorice. Red all the way. Jelly beans or M and M's? Um, M and M's. Tomato soup or ready for it? Chicken noodle. Okay. Chicken noodle, without a doubt. <laughs> Just the classic soup. Coke or Pepsi? Mm, I'm gonna go with neither. I don't oh, like either. Well, I don't. You. I don't drink pop. It's weird. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. What do you uh, hope to do next in 2020? I mean, the year is just getting underway. Uh, the new single is out. What is uh, what is in store for you this year? Where are people going to find you? Uh, big plans for this year. I'm planning on releasing more music than I than I ever have in one year. It's just single after single, 
new content, everything, and just getting out and playing a lot of shows. I'm really excited to to finally like be out on the road a lot and just be playing all this new music. Live, you can, I'm playing at Kelowna Rip Fest, which is one of the confirmed dates I have right now. There are a few that I can't really talk about right now, but there's big stuff in the works, a lot in Alberta. Okay. Awesome. And you're very excited about this. I, I can tell. I am... <laughs> Is music? There's no words to describe how amazing music makes me feel. It is the reason I'm alive. So the fact that I get to do it and share it with people, and that people actually listen, there's it means so much to me. If you weren't doing music, what what else would you be doing? Probably something to do with baseball. I really, really love baseball. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Favorite team? Yeah, uh, Dodgers. All right, good yeah. for you. Have you ever seen a game? Yeah. Have you ever seen a game live? I've seen two baseball games live, but never a Dodgers one. We have a we have a minor league team here, mm-hmm. so I've gone to a few games of theirs. But um, I went to a Mariners Yankees game down in Seattle, and That's a Blue an ex- Jays game when I was on my radio tour. Uh, the Mariners experience is quite the thing, isn't it? They're they're an interesting team. <laughs> they're, they're an interesting team. Did you get uh, Did you get peanuts hucked at you? Uh, I'm, I'm a foot-long hot dog guy. There you go. <laughs> and I don't think they huck those anymore. So, uh, yeah, you know, no. back in the day. Beamer, where can yeah. people find you on uh, social media and check out your music? Yeah, of course. So you can find all my social media links at my website, www.beamerwiggly.com. But the best places to catch up with me on my Instagram, which is at BeamerWMusic, and TikTok, which is just at BeamerWiggly. Oh, you're a TikTok guy, are you? Well, see, it's... <laughs> I never thought I would be. I never, if you would have asked me probably two months ago, I would have said never. But I I started getting into it and it's actually kind of a cool platform. There's no, there's no really rule book for it. No. Kind of anything goes on there. It's lawless. It's chaotic, but I love it. (laughs) Well, you and I are two of the people who never thought they would be on that platform and we both are. So (laughs) we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to friend each other. There you go. Perfect. Beamer, thanks very much for hanging out with us on the podcast. All the best to you with the new single. And, uh, man, keep the energy level up, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.